listening to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcast. Get set for two of America's favorites, Abbott and Costello. I understand, I understand that all the boys that's over there, they're, they're going to have a big baseball team, and I understand you're going to be the manager. That's right. Yeah? Yeah, how Well, if you you're going to be the manager of this baseball team, I would like to join myself. That's all right. I would like to know some of the guys' names on the team, so when I meet my sweetheart in the ballpark, I'll be able to say hello to them. Well, naturally, I'll introduce you to the boys and a regular bunch of boys we've got. But you know, strange as it may seem, they give these ballplayers very peculiar names. You need funny names. Strange names, like, um, Dizzy Dean and... Daffy. Daffy Dean. I'm their cousin. Who are you? Goofy. 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 <laughs> Well, let's see, we have uh, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. And then we, I say, who's on first, uh, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Yeah, you know the fellow's that... names? Yes. Well, who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Yes. I mean the guy playing first. Who? The fellow playing first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? Well, what are you asking me for? I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first base. Who? The fellow playing first. Look, who is on first? Have you got a first baseman? Yes. Who's playing there? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Don't mix them up. What is on second? Who's on second? No, who is on first? I don't know. He's on third now. We're not talking about him. How did I get on third base? You just mentioned his name. If I mentioned the third base was named, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? Never mind first. I don't know. What's the guy's name on third base? What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> Have you got a third baseman? Certainly. Then who's playing third? Who is playing first? What's playing first? Now, what's on second? I don't know. He's third base. Third base. <laughs> That's the comedy team of Abbott and Costello doing their famous routine, Who's on First? They got a lot of mileage out of that bit of banter. Audiences loved it on radio, TV. They even made a movie out of it. Hello, this is Mark Redfield. Welcome to the program. Ah, springtime. Baseball. It's too nice a day to chat indoors. Let's go out on the porch and uh, set a spell. The thing about humor, the whole gag under the banter between Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, is the fact that then as now, baseball players a lot of times do have funny names. I guess baseball players don't take field names the way uh, actors used to take um, stage names. I was lucky growing up. Sure, I collected baseball cards as a kid. My hometown team was the Baltimore Orioles. I remember Memorial Stadium and the beautiful spring afternoons and summer nights of baseball season. Jim Palmer, Boog Powell, 
Paul Blair, Brooks Robinson, Dave McNally, Elrod Hendricks, and Frank Robinson. I played pickup games in the neighborhood, and but I didn't play Little League. My brothers did, and their kids. Good players, too. Yogi Berra said, Baseball is 90% mental, and the other half is physical. I agree with him. Who was the greatest baseball player of all time? So many greats that we can chat about. The debate will continue forever. Here's Babe Ruth, another famous Baltimore player. This is uh, from a film called Perfect Control. The actors are Franklin Pangborn and Babe Ruth. A boy daydreams about escaping the classroom to play some Sandlot baseball with a great Bambino. And now, boys, we will take up our arithmetic lesson. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> Six times two is twelve. Six times three is eighteen. Six times four is twenty-four. for sure. Who of a certain um, vintage can ever forget the Orioles manager Earl Weaver? Here's battling Earl going up against umpire Bill Holler. Behind the rubber! Behind the rubber! Oh, he's he got to go behind... He did not go behind the rubber! He did! Listen to him! He did not! No, I ain't listening to him, Eddie! Oh, that's bull! Behind the rubber! Oh, bull! They're just to f*** us! Ah, yeah. Boom! That's good! That's great! And you shut it! Ah, you f***! Oh, you run yourself, Earl! You run yourself! Earl. You run yourself. Your finger off You hit me? Yeah, cause you good. put your finger you on me! I'm glad you hit me! That's right! You're here for one goddamn specific reason! What's that, Earl? To f*** us! Ah, oh, you're yeah. full of you hit me, Earl. You put your finger That's on okay. me. That's okay. I didn't. You ain't gonna knock nobody on his ass. You do it again and I'll knock you right in your nose. I didn't touch you. You pushed your finger. I did not. No, you're, you're lying. Goddamn. You're lying. No, you are. You are lying. You're a big liar if you can. You are a liar, Earl. You are a liar. You are. 
the only reason you are you're wrong, here. Earl. And you'll have your chance tomorrow. Oh, you got what, it as quick as you can. What is wrong with you? You ain't no good. No, you aren't either. Yeah, you well, aren't you either. You ain't no good. You're no f***ing good thing. either. You yes, will never have our games tonight. I hope. Uh, what do I care? Yeah, what do what I, I care? What are you doing here now? Well, why don't you call the league office and ask him? Yeah, I will. Oh, good. Don't think I will. Good. World Series? You know it. You're going to be in the Hall of Fame? You know it. I've won more than I've lost, kid. No, I know you haven't. Games, games, games. You don't even know You better get going, huh? Go, I better get going. You better get going. One of my favorite stories about baseball is told in rhyme. It was written in 1888. It's a tale of great drama and great suspense. And its age just goes to prove that baseball has always affected the blood pressure and has always been taken seriously. The story goes something like this. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. The score stood four to two, with but one inning more to play. And then, when Cooney died at first, and Barrows did the same, a pall-like silence fell upon the patrons of the game. The straggling few got up to go in deep despair. The rest clung to the hope which springs eternal in the human breast. They thought, if only Casey could but get a whack at that. We'd put up even money now with Casey at the bat. But Flynn preceded Casey, as did also Jimmy Blake. The former was a hoodoo, and the latter was a flake. So, upon that stricken multitude, grim melancholy sat, for there seemed but little chance of Casey getting to the bat. But Flynn let drive a single to the wonderment of all, and Blake, the much despised, tore the cover off the ball. And when the dust had lifted and men saw what had occurred, there was Jimmy safe at second and Flynn a hug in third. 
Then, from five thousand throats and more, there rose a lusty yell. It rumbled through the valley, it rattled in the dell, it pounded on the mountain and recoiled upon the flat. For Casey, mighty Casey, was advancing to the bat. There was ease in Casey's manner as he stepped into his place. There was pride in Casey's bearing, and a smile lit Casey's face. And when, responding to the cheers, he lightly doffed his cap, no stranger in the crowd could doubt, t'was Casey at the bat. Ten thousand eyes were on him as he rubbed his hands with dirt. Five thousand hands applauded when he wiped them on his shirt. Then, while the writhing pitcher ground the ball into his hip, defiance flashed in Casey's eye. A sneer curled Casey's lip. And now the leather-covered sphere came hurtling through the air, and Casey stood a-watching it in haughty grandeur there. Close by the sturdy batman, the ball unheeded sped. That ain't my style, said Casey. Strike one, the umpire said. From the benches, black with people, there went up a muffled roar, like the beating of the storm waves on a stern and distant shore. Kill him! Kill the umpire! shouted someone in the stand. And then, it's likely they'd have killed him had not Casey raised his hand. With a smile of noble charity, great Casey's visage shone. He stilled the rising tumult. He bade the game go on. He signaled to the pitcher, and once more the spheroid flew. But Casey still ignored it, and the umpire said, Strike two! Fraud! cried the maddened thousands, and Echo answered, Fraud! But one scornful look from Casey, and the audience was awed. They saw his face grow stern and cold. They saw his muscles strain. And they knew that Casey wouldn't let that ball go by again. The sneer is gone from Casey's lip. His teeth are clenched in hate. He pounds with cruel violence his bat upon the plate. And now the pitcher holds the ball. And now... He lets it go, and now the air is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Oh, somewhere in this favored land, the sun is shining bright. The band is playing somewhere, and somewhere hearts are light. And somewhere men are laughing, and somewhere children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey has struck out. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Casey at the Bat, a ballad of the Republic, sung in the year 1888. 
It was written by Ernest Thayer and was first published in the San Francisco Daily Examiner. Baseball will return. It has to. It's the national pastime. Let's find out how Lou Costello is making out, figuring out who's on first. You got an outfield? Well, surely. Tell a fielder's name. Why? I don't know. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> I just thought I'd tell you. So tell me who's playing left field. No, who's playing first? What's playing first? What's on second? I don't know. Third, Third base. base, yeah. <laughs> for subscribing to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcast. We have many more great stories to tell. For more great audio, visit redfieldartsaudio.com. The contents of this program copyright the Mark Redfield Company. From Redfield Arts Audio. London at Christmas time. I had called upon my friend Sherlock Holmes upon the second morning after Christmas. Ah, a happy Christmas, Mrs. Hudson. Oh, Dr. Watson. Sherlock Holmes and the Blue Carbuncle. Adapted from the story by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I've had enough of you and your geese. I wish you were all at the devil together. If you come pissed any more with your silly talk, I'll set the dog on you. Starring Mark Redfield as Sherlock Holmes, J.R. Liston as Dr. Watson, and Carol Mason as Mrs. Hudson. You, sir. What do you want? You will excuse me, but I could not help overhearing the questions which you put to the salesman just now. I think that I could be of assistance to you. How could you know anything of the matter? My name is Sherlock Holmes, and it is my business to know what other people don't know. You know nothing about it. Excuse me. I know everything of it. Available now on Audible and other online audio retailers. And here's to a happy new year, my old friend. The great city and its citizens are celebrating. And now, 
as I am a river to my people. You must kill her, my handsome and still skeptical Captain Sinbad. The only good pirate is a dead one. Brace yourself, Captain Bola! The pirates are upon us! Their ship comes alongside us! I shall not rest until all of Badra's ships are burnt. Until she herself is destroyed. You remind me of only one other swordsman with such skill. Who? Me! What is that in that pile? This? Simply the blood of a siren mixed into a potion that I now drink. Look! Look! She changes, Captain! My eyes deceive me! She is transforming into a great beast! Harun, the lamp! Give me the lamp! For you and the people of Zalos, I have complete faith in Sinbad! He's the very man you need! 